Everyone, thank you for tuning in to the Asylum Podcast, the most prolific podcast in the world. And today we're doing things a little bit different. This is a segment I'm going to call Feel Good Friday. Um, I was featured a little while back on the Versatile Success. It was the first time I was ever featured on someone else's podcast. So it felt good to, you know, kind of just answer some questions and uh, understand what my, um, you know, what my guests go through. Uh, but it was a great experience. I, I learned a lot from that. And not only that, it just felt good to, to you know, give out some positive energy into the world and tell my story outside of my social media. Um, the host of the Versatile Success is Justin Rambo. You may remember him because I featured him last week on the podcast. Uh, so it'll be good to give you a little perspective uh, between him and I. And big shout out to Justin also because he released his book and it is doing great, great numbers. It's called Turn Down the Noise. So go over to Amazon and cop yourself a book. You will not be sorry. Let's get into the episode. Lost 100 pounds twice. And I tell people all the time, like the biggest thing is knowing that you have a problem because most people that have a problem, they're in denial. You know, we all deal with things. We all deal with downs, ups, but it's up to us to take ourselves out of that and then progress. Most importantly, I want to help people who want to help themselves mm. because you, you have to realize when you're when you're in any position to help someone, you cannot help someone that does not want to help themselves. That's big. You know, that's very huge. That's big. Like I've given a lifetime of excuses mm -hmm. for 30 years, 30 plus years, because there are certain things that still were put on the back burner right. because I had excuses. But now 2019, quite honestly, was the year of, OK, we're not focusing on the excuses. I'm focusing on how can I make this happen? Mm -hmm. And it might take me a year. It might take me two years. It might even take me three years. But you know what? It's going to get done. Welcome to episode number 23 of the Versatile Success Podcast. Today's guest, Joaquin, used the power of reflective mindset to lose 100 pounds, over 100 pounds, and not only lose that weight, but change the trajectory of his life. He is the host of the Asylum Podcast, and he has a book coming out, a children's book, and a couple other things going for him. But let's get inside the mind of a man who was able to lose over 100 pounds, also transform the different things in his life through a mindset shift. You ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Versatile Success Podcast, where we bridge the gap between personal development and life success. We do this to inspire a world full of dreamers to do more, have more, and become more in life. Listen, there is no one path to success, as success is multidimensional and multidirectional, but it all starts with you. Here's your host, Justin Rambo, founder, president, and CEO of Versatile Success LLC. All right, well, I have a fellow local podcast host in the building, Joaquin. Welcome to the Versatile Success Podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, it's great. And listen, I'm um, thankful that you reached out to me. <laughs> it's weird how it really happens. I I saw your podcast uh, through a mutual friend, and then I liked your page, and I went on. I'm like, oh, this is some good stuff. I hope we do some work uh, in the future. Let's see who reaches out first. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. And so I'm looking at yours. I'm like, oh, should I reach out to him? Uh, yeah, I should reach out to him and then you hit me. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just, I think I'm thankful that there's something else local here, someone with a like mind. What I always like to do first, though, 
is I start by telling the audience why I brought you on as a guest. Your podcast and what it's about is sort of tied into what I like and what my mindset is. We have a lot of the same similarities. We do. But then even talking to you, it's, it's almost like a mirror image with some of the things that you said uh, in the intake call. Mm. So I thought it'd be a good idea to have you on as a guest, not only because you're a local podcast host as well, but also there's a story behind why you do what you do and where you currently are now. So if you don't mind, just go ahead and tell the the, the audience a little bit about yourself. All right. Uh, before I get into that, thank you for having me on the show. It's, uh, you know, it's it's great to be on the other side. And I thought the same thing as soon as you added me, I'm like, oh, okay, another podcaster. That's awesome. And then the questions you would ask periodically were like right in tune. So that was the reason why I reached out because I'm like, oh, okay, we can align with that. Yeah. Um, but for for my story, um, I don't know. I, I grew up in the inner city. Um, it wasn't anything like too glamorous. You know, my family um, were, you know, came from PR and, and stuff like that. And we were raised in the rougher parts of the city. So um, I was raised anywhere in between North Clinton Avenue and like uh, Goodman for, you know, for those of you who aren't in the city, that's like the inner city where people don't really like to go unless right. you're from there. Um, I've always had a sense that I'm meant for greater, but kind of ignored it because I was, you know, I was very unconfident. Um, I was overweight. And then that part just got, you know, worse and worse over the years. Um, you know, when it came to girls, like they would make me just like shiver, like, like, oh, no, that girl can't like me. You were nervous. You know, extremely nervous because mm -hmm. there was no confidence uh, in, in, you know, in, in me at all. Um, so then, you know, as the years went by, um, I was introduced to the uh the secret at about like 24 or something i was uh and, and it really resonated with me and at that time i took it very serious and something happened where it kind of like you know it it shook me like in a different direction but it's always been in the back of my mind now what is the secret for for those that don't uh no, or never heard of it. Uh, so The Secret is a video uh, or a book uh, series where they speak about the law of attraction. And the law of attraction is the connection of energy throughout the universe, pretty much. So if you think positively, then, you know, you more positive things are attracted to you. You, you attract that. If you think negatively, uh, you know the negative things are going to, you know, follow you wherever you go. So uh, if you believe in things like that, you kind of tend to move in a very specific way. Mm. Um, so at that time, I had lost 100 pounds. Um, Congratulations. You know, thank you. That was uh, that was the first time I lost 100 pounds because <laughs> okay. I lost 100 pounds twice. Um, and then things kind of spiraled uh, and I forgot about, like, you know, the law of attraction. So then when the, the second time, which we discussed uh, over the phone, was when um i had uh, i was turning 30 my then uh girlfriend of you know over you know nine ten years at the time was pregnant with my daughter i was um the doctor had just given me the uh the diagnosis of pre-diabetic pre-hypertension um all i could think about was like i literally remember like driving out of that appointment and I'm in my car and I, I'm like in tears thinking about that. And then I have the, the, the thought of my daughter growing up in a world, you know, and her crossing the stage at her graduation, her, you know, um, you know, walking down the aisle and her father's not there because, you know, because mm -hmm. of the decisions that I made, 
that, you know, where I left this world too soon. Um, so it was because of that that I decided like, hey, it's time to make a change. I need to make a change for her. Um, and at the same time, it was it just so happened that uh, the the company that I worked for was doing a um, like a business, uh, uh, biggest loser competition mm-hmm. um, where it gave you like four months to lose weight. Whoever loses the most weight wins the pot, whatever, that kind of a thing. I just thought like, oh, well, this is a cool extra like motivation to like do it. But I already had it in my mind. So I had already lost a a little bit of weight um, just preparing. So when that date came, I kept telling everyone, I'm like, hey, I'm losing 60 pounds in four months. I'm losing 60 pounds in four months because, you know, that's that's just the number that I stuck with. Mm. And if you believe in the law of attraction, like you you have to be very specific in the things that you want. Um, And so I didn't understand it like fully at that time that that was me calling out to the universe saying, like, this is what I want. You know, I didn't Mm. really think about that. I just knew I, I, I decided on a number. And I'm like, I'm going to hit this number and I don't care what it takes. Mm -hmm. So people obviously are thinking that like, yeah, whatever, you know. And then as the time after it started and as the time is going by, they're starting to see the like the weight fall off, fall off. Um, So then um, and then four months pass by, you know, and everybody, oh, you look great, whatever, whatever. I lost uh, I lost. 59.5 59.5 pounds. So, so the 0.5. <laughs> the 0.5. That's <laughs> right. okay. I'll take that. Right. Uh, but yeah, that was close enough. And that was just the beginning. So, um, and after that, like I had that bug where like, oh, okay, I'm on this roller coaster ride now. Like I'm on this ride and I can't get off. So that that kept me going. Um, and the, the first time I had lost 100 pounds, I got to the point where um, I think I got down to like 230 pounds and then, and then I gained it all back. Okay. Um, because I just, I don't know what happened, but I wasn't in the right mindset and mm. I didn't have the proper knowledge. It was a friend who just told me, Hey, eat these things and, and you'll be okay. You know? So he, he, he gave me the foundation, but then the second time around, I didn't rely on anyone. I used YouTube. I used apps I used. Uh, I, I did the research. Um, I started looking at different things to eat. Um, I just I just put everything into like I, I took the excuse out of the way of not knowing what to do and I figured it out. Mm. And then that really resonated with me. So then um, like that, that like clicked with everything else. It's just like, oh, well, I just have to figure it out. Like I can't use this excuse anymore. So this time when I lost it, I lost well over, I I, I think it's 130 to 150 wow. pounds that I lost in the end. Cause I got like down to the point where I was like, like super like thin you know i was <laughs> right. wearing a medium I, I don't think i've ever in my I life worn a medium. medium yeah that's what i'm saying so now you know now things are balancing out and stuff like that so i'm on a different different path than i was at that point because my mind was just only focused on weight loss only focused on weight loss um but yeah that and you know i have the progression photos of me being my heaviest with my daughter in my arms and you know me you know using the daddy sling and everything Mm. um to the point where i lost it and she was like still like at at about one year one year old and you know it's the thinner me to show that progression and i look at that stuff all the time 
And I'm like, wow, like that's that's something that I accomplished. But that thing that I accomplished really set the tone for other things and like a mindset that I needed to have in order to accomplish other things. Now, I'm not saying that everything has been a linear path because anyone who has made any kind of changes in their life, whether it be um, becoming an entrepreneur, losing weight, whatever it may be, we have to understand like you're going to have good times, you're going to have bad times. And and the bad times are a marker for, you know, for for those things that you don't what's a, what's a better way to put it um the the bad times are there to teach you that lesson mm-hmm. right and if you don't learn that lesson in that time then you're going then you're going to be stuck there mm-hmm. and that's meant there for you um it's a it's a very specific thing uh when when you hit a wall to learn how to get over it because that second wall that you hit if it's the same type of wall you're going to you're just going to leap over it because you've already done that right so you're going to you're mm-hmm. going to come across different obstacles in life that are going to throw a curveball and you have to figure that out. You really do. Um, because if you if, if you don't figure that out, you're just going to stay stuck there. Well, first of all, congratulations for for losing that much weight um, and doing it twice, too. Because honestly, <laughs> when you. you do something for the first time and then you revert back, it's hard to go back to it the second time. Mm. But I want to uh, dissect some of what you just said, okay. because there's some powerful things within that message that I want the listeners to catch. The difference between the sustainability and you doing it the first time between the second time is the actual mindset. Right. And then utilizing resources to eliminate your excuses. So I feel like a lot of times people will use the platform of ignorance to be ignorant. Correct. You know what I mean? And then you utilize the YouTube, the information to eliminate a lot of your excuses to then reach your goal. And then the other thing that I think was very powerful that you said is about the different the different levels. So you losing weight, not so much only was about the losing weight, but you've learned a lot more that through losing weight that would actually push you forward in life. Correct. Like a lot of the different lessons. So a lot of people will say, I've gone through this and, and I've dealt with this one thing. But if you really look at it, that one thing that you dealt with has a lot of different layers to it. Mm-hmm. And if you use those layers to build new levels, then you'll go to new places. Correct. Versus just looking at it as I went through this. Yeah. But you went through it and there's a lot of what I say is there's a lot of knowledge in the things you go through and you realize that it it seems pretty early on. So let me ask you this. It seems like you're a very self-aware person then. Have you always been a self-aware person? Um, I like to think that I have been. I was just ignoring. Mm. I was ignoring those, you know, those little cues. Um even even and and I'm not saying that like uh, you know as soon as I I started figuring things out that things you know became easier they actually didn't I came up uh, I came across other obstacles mm-hmm. you know financial obstacles um that that spun me out a little bit more yes I had the weight off of me but you know I had these other these other habits that I had built over the years that that you know um that started to bury me um but because I am um self aware you know, I I noticed how I handled those things. I noticed what I needed to do to change those things. Um, so it's just a simple fact. And I tell people all the time because, you know, 
not surprisingly, but a lot of people do reach out to me for like advice and things like that. And I tell people all the time, like the biggest, the, the, the biggest thing is knowing that you have a problem because most people that have a problem, they're in denial Mm -hmm. and they don't, uh, they don't own up to it, you know? And, um, you know, with this, with self help or, you know, and, and this platform, um, if you're into it, you you take a lot of knowledge from a lot of different people and you start to listen to them and you start to take away li- little bits. And that's what helped me. Mm-hmm. So I do that for other people because most people aren't looking for that. You know, they don't know about the motivational uh, information that's out there. And we're in a great time where where, you know, one, there's a lot of. um awareness for mental health nowadays, which is, which is beautiful because you, you can't do anything. Uh, I think I posted it up today because I heard a quote from Will Smith that really uh, resonated with me is like, you can't win the war against the world if you can't even win the war within your mind. Right. You know what I mean? So, so for me, I'm not like, I am not perfect at all. You know what I mean? And I know that, but that's the beauty in me is I know that I'm not perfect, but I know where I lack as well. Mm-hmm. And if I don't acknowledge these things and I don't acknowledge like, why do I feel this way right now? Why am I going through this here? Like if I if I just put it under the umbrella of, oh, that's because I'm de- I, I just deal with depression. You know what I mean? Not saying that, that the people that deal with depression are like it's an excuse. But for me, I feel like that's an excuse. Right. It's a very easy excuse for me to just feel down feel out and then get into this hole and, you know, into this bubble and have that cop out mm-hmm. <clears throat> me personally. And I can't speak for anyone else. Cause I don't know what anyone else goes through in their own mind. But for me personally, I know that that's a cop out. You know, we all deal with things. We all deal with downs ups, but it's up to us to take ourselves out of that and then progress, yeah. you know? So, so am I self-aware? I'd like to say yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also aware, uh, you know, of like energies that are around me, you know? So like I can tell the energy, like if I walk into a room and someone's energy is off, someone might not be in tune with that same thing and, and, and they brought them into the group, you know, like I'm always welcoming I'm going to say hi to the person. I'm going to, you know, have conversations and then but I'm known for it. Right. I'm known to to pull you to the side later and just be like, hey, just to let you know, watch out for this person. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, watch out because I don't know. There's just something. Yeah. There's something off about it. And you don't have to believe me. And most people be like, oh, you know, like, why why do you say that? I, don't, I just don't like there. there's something there. Mm-hmm. And then down the road, something happens. They'll tell me like, oh. Like, yo, you have that you have that thing because you told me something about this person and then they they did this or they were acting like this. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know what that is, you know, but it is that's my that is my true superpower to feel that energy. They call that for for a lot of people an mm-hmm. empath. OK, like you sense energies. Right. OK. And so what I had to realize for myself and this is where I said in the beginning of the podcast, there are some uncanny commonalities between us. OK. One of my friends just reached out to me two days ago. He had he posted on social media mm-hmm. and he had a word document that he wanted everyone to fill out about him so that way he can figure out himself. Like what does everyone see in him? Right. And so I filled it out, sent it to him, started talking to him a little bit more. 
And I told him what he was really great at. He doesn't see it because it's just natural to him. Mm-hmm. And so I asked him, I said, okay, what am I really great at? He's like, you have the, how do you put it? Uncanny ability to read people like a book immediately. And I said, yeah, I, I know, but I'm aware of it. <laughs> yeah. But there was a time in my life since it was so natural, I either wasn't aware of it mm-hmm. or I tried to push it off because I didn't want to make people uncomfortable. Right. Because I will judge someone sometimes faster than what most people will. And it may not seem like I'm doing it in the right context immediately. Right. But like you said, eventually something else happens. Yeah. So with empaths, we sense energies. We just, it's like a magnet. Okay. So if we send something that's off, we put up a, a shield to block us from it. Right. And so sometimes to other people, it comes as we don't care about that person or we're just mean or we're off-putting. We're actually protecting ourselves. Right. Because we can sense it. Or we become invert. Yeah, you become yeah. an introvert. introvert. You're probably yeah. naturally an introvert, yeah. like introvert, extrovert. Right. And so you have that natural ability. And if anyone's listening and they're, they're the same way, that's your superpower. You right. just got to know how to use it. You have to know how to own. Yeah. Like, just own it. Just own it. And, just own it. And once you own it, though. Mm-hmm. The world opens up. Right. And you, even when we spoke yesterday, you were asking me some questions, right? You say, okay, and you're, you know, man enough to say, hey, I need help in this area, which I appreciate because a lot of people are too scared to go to someone else and say it. Yeah. But when you ask me, I'm like, this is probably the third person in the last couple days that's asked me. And it's, it's me realizing that I'm in a different level now in my life. Right. And I have to accept that. Yeah. So now I have to carry myself in a certain way to make sure that I'm always in a position to help people. Right. So I, I love what you said about being self-aware and not knowing it right away because it was the same thing with me. I didn't know it, mm. but you knew it. But you also said earlier that you felt like you were destined to to do more in life. Yes. Let's touch on that topic because I do feel like your weight loss story is deeply tied into that because mm. that gave you the tools to then start chasing what you're doing now. Right. Right. And right. so you have the, uh, the podcast. And I want yep. you to speak about that a little bit and then what the podcast is about. You okay. know what I mean? So yeah. yeah, go ahead and tell them what the podcast so, is. So yeah, no, you're you're a hundred percent right in um all of that played a role. And um how the podcast came to be was because obviously, like with weight loss, I naturally thought, like, oh, so this is my thing. You know, I think I want to try to help people lose weight, right? But I'm and I wasn't even completely sure about that. But the one thing that I that I've always stuck with is I want to help people, mm-hmm. right? I want to help people who most importantly, I want to help people who want to help themselves mm. because you you have to realize when you're when you're in any position to help someone, you cannot help someone that does not want to help themselves. That's big. You know, that's very huge. That's big. So um, and again, it wasn't anything where it was like a linear path. I got to I got to the point where um so I, I I lost the weight and I started, you know, feeling very motivated. Um, I started to do like a little bit of a fitness page on on IG. Um, I went through uh, I got into, you know, I, me and my my ex broke up and, you know, I had to deal with that a little bit because, uh, you know, it was the first time like, oh, you know, I'm going to be separated from my daughter. I can mm-hmm. only see her, you know, at certain times. Um, so that affected me, but then I, I met, you know, my current fiance who's, you know, amazing. Um, and, and we have our son. So I like to think like with every, for me, with every transition in my life, (laughs) surprisingly, there was a kid, you know what I mean? So my daughter started it off. My son, um, because I was, you know, I was 
single and the way things played out, you know, me and my my fiance had just gotten together and and we weren't, you know, in in the relationship for too long before uh she got pregnant, but I was like, you know, still like party mode and stuff like that mm-hmm. and kind of living, you know, my life and like going out all the time. Um so then when my son was there, you know, we were rushed into like a serious relationship. Um even though, you know, we were keeping it serious whatever, but that was the next step. Oh, okay, I need to step up and then that's when I started to really focus on like financial stuff. Um so then um and now now I'm at a point where I'm expecting my daughter any day now and congratulations. And I, I look at that like it's a sign that I'm on a good path yeah. because the next level is has to be coming now, right? You realize the markers. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The, so that's my marker right now. Not saying that I'm going to have a thousand kids, hey. uh, but you, you never know. <laughs> uh, but no, um, to get back on topic um, with the podcast, I was literally listening to uh, short story long with drama. Um, it's it's similar to like Ed Milet and all of that. I like it because he deals with he, or he speaks to uh, business owners, entrepreneurs who who the people behind the brand, like big brands mm-hmm. that you wouldn't even know their story. So I was listening to that. And it's the hundredth episode with him, a gentleman named Kevion, who's uh, in real estate, um, uh, Rob Deerdeck and Tom Bilyeu. Mm-hmm. Um And I had never heard of Kevion and Tom Bilyeu at that point. Now I know who who they are. Uh, but that episode specifically because they get into like um, the law of attraction and and how they believe, you know, certain things that that they were just having this full on conversation about, you know, all of this. And they got into a, a conversation about podcasting and they were giving drama the props that, you know, podcasting, oh, it's blowing up. I feel like this is going to be like the thing of the future where people aren't listening to the radio. They're going to be listening to podcasts. Yeah. Is drama um, Rob's cousin, that drama? It is. Okay. Yep. That same drama. Okay. So if you haven't listened to that, please listen check it out. To it. Yeah. He he's, speaks to a lot of different people. But anyway, uh, so. So, yeah. So I was listening to that and it wasn't necessarily like, oh, this is my ticket to make it. I just thought like, oh, okay. I I started doing a couple like little like kind of vlogs, uh, I guess, on IG stories, uh, more so rants to me. You know what I mean? Where I was saying certain things, you know, I had, you know, the camera up and people were responding to that. Mm. So then I thought like that, like made it click when I was listening to that episode. Like, I think I want to start a podcast. Um, That was like, I want to say almost a full year before I actually started the podcast. Because again, I started thinking about the obstacles. I started thinking about why all of the reasons why I couldn't do it. And then I got, but it, it kept bugging me. Like it's, it's there. Like I need, like something keeps telling me I have something with this podcast. It was, it was exactly. Yeah, yep. And it was like, like really like itching at me. Like, mm. like we need to do something. And then I stopped looking at the obstacles and I started looking at, okay, well, how can I do it? You know? Um, so then I was like, okay, well then I'm going to start looking into some equipment, started buying equipment, um, started looking at, well, you know, my credit is, you know, shit. Cause I'm still working on it. How am I going to like record this? I can't do it on my old 2009 iMac. I can't right. rely on that. Uh, so then, but everything like cleared its way and allowed and gave me all of the reasons on how I could do it mm-hmm. because that's what I started to focus on. So then, um, and then that epiphany came to me. I'm like, yo, it's like, I'm starting to think like 
how can I make this happen? And I'm making it happen. Mm -hmm. Cool. So then I have this equipment and I'm like, I have no clue how to use this equipment. So I'm looking up videos. I'm like calling people up. People weren't willing to help me who kind of knew, just didn't have time, whatever. So I I let go of, of like the excuses. And then I put everything together and I open my laptop and I'm like, okay, this is record. Oh, okay. This does this. I'm turning knobs. Yeah. Um, was YouTube then, your friend at the time? YouTube was definitely mm-hmm. my friend. Um, and just like, I'm a very visual person. Me I'm too. a very hands-on person. Mm-hmm. I can read a book until my, you know, my face is blue and I won't take away any like knowledge from it. At mm-hmm. least n- no functional knowledge, like how to, how to use this. But if you see it, but if I see it, I know exactly what mm-hmm. you turned. I know exactly what you were clicking and, and, and I do it. Speeds up time Especially too. doing it. Yeah. You know? Um, so then I started uh, again, and, and I think I told you I had a friend who was who wanted to jump in on it randomly, and I welcomed it. I was like, "All right, cool, so let's do that." But then the excuse started to be, "Oh, well, my friend can't make it. Mm. My, my friend can't make it this week either. Um, he had a lot going on, um, so I don't blame him." But that that was just you know what it was. And then I got to a point where I'm just like, "Hey, bro, like, I don't know, like." what's you know i don't know what the holdup is or anything like that i hope you don't take offense to this but i'm just going to record something and i'm going to put it out there um and he didn't care but um so i then i just recorded and then i told people hey listen to this and because (laughs) i told people hey listen to this i recorded something i started the podcast oh okay so now i have to come up with another episode Mm, next week you made it public correct Mm. i made it public and i had to stick to my word and then so i had him on as like my first guest because he had a a great weight loss story as well um but then that that got the ball rolling you know and um even till this day like i don't i try not to beat myself up i try to make them you know as you know uh i try to make them weekly Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes it just doesn't work out that way with schedules and stuff like that. And right. me, even now, like, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, I'm at a point where every episode I'm trying to take away from that person. I'm at a point of my life where I'm just trying to learn mm-hmm. from everything and everyone. So I'm not at a point where I want to teach anyone anything. Mm-hmm. At least I didn't, you know, feel that. And that may be a blocker, you know, in, you know, in my mind right now, but I'm trying to soak in as much information from the people that I have on my podcast. Yeah. And that's really what fuels me is the mindset that it takes um to to achieve things. So that's why it's called the Asylum Podcast. And I believe we we touched on that too. Uh the Asylum Podcast, first of all, it's it, it's your ticket to freedom. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's that asylum. And not only that, but other like minded individuals who when you started this project, when you started working towards your dreams, people will more than likely call you crazy. You know, they will call you crazy uh, and, and they will tell you that all of the things that you are doing is wrong. They're trying to make you feel bad. Exactly. They want you to feel bad. They want you to to stay within the, you know, the comfort zone, because now, you know, when you start talking differently that makes them uncomfortable they're putting their limitations on you correct so they're going to call you crazy well you know what come over here and talk to other crazy individuals who are doing the same thing Ah. you know what i mean so that's why it's called the asylum podcast um because everyone that comes on there in their own way they they are they are or were considered crazy at one point and you're considered crazy until you're considered a genius wow you know yeah so that's the whole 
that that's where I'm at with the podcast. And that's why, you know, I oh, I'm always, you know, reaching out to people. Mm-hmm. That's why I had no problem reaching out to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like you're doing your thing. This is amazing. You know what you're doing. We're I believe in, in we're that. in my basement, believe it or not. You know what? I recorded that. And that's that's perfectly OK. Mm-hmm. Uh, when my podcast started, it was called The Path to Asylum. And, you know, it started in my living room. Um, I was running and gunning. I was telling people, hey, I'll come to you. I had my my gym bag with all my equipment, you know, and I would come to their like little office or something, set everything up, pack it back up and then, you know, and then go on to to edit it. Wow. That's a lot of work. You're better than me. I can tell you that. No. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of work. Yeah. But again, like my limitation was. I have nowhere because I live in an apartment, yeah. you know, with my fiance. You made it happen no matter kids. what. Yeah, and we don't have a whole lot of space. Mm-hmm. So when I was doing it in my living room, then I started interfering with my with my ladies, you know, like her serenity and stuff like that. Right. So then I had to branch out, and I can't I can't place that limitation on myself, um, you know, where hey, this is why I can't do it, or or when I told everyone, hey, this is what I'm doing. Um, you know, give them the excuse the next time. Hey, like what, whatever happened to that? Oh, well, this was, these were my excuses as to why I gave that up. Right. Like I've given a lifetime of excuses Mm -hmm. for 30 years, 30 plus years, because there are certain things that still were put on the back burner because I had excuses. But now 2019, quite honestly, was the year of, okay, we're not focusing on the excuses. I'm focusing on how can I make this happen? Mm -hmm. And it might take me a year. It might take me two years. It might even take me three years. But you know what? It's going to get done. What's the what's the year of 2020 for you then? 2020 is like what everyone is saying. Right. 2020 is is is, you know, the vision. Um, So like for me right now, 2020 means the next it's the next level. Mm. Right. It's I, I dealt with figuring things out for so long. Right. We're in a new decade now. So everything that was back then is going to remain in the past. Now is all about the vision. Yeah. Putting everything into the vision, because, uh, you know, what is, what is that other quote that they say? You know, a goal um, uh, is a, a dream. A dream. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. A dream without a goal is just, just a, a dream. dream. Yeah. Yep. There's no fuel behind it. So right. how do you expect to to reach the stars if you're riding in a ship Mm -hmm. you know with no gas thinking like you know what like it's just gonna it's like it's just gonna happen i'm just gonna land there like that makes no sense no you need gas you need the energy you need to put in the work that it takes to get to get things going um and you know and and i'll tell people because that was another big lesson that i learned is like not everyone is gonna jump onto the thing because they don't believe in what you believe in and that is you know what and i want to stay on that topic right there Mm -hmm. because that's a big thing for a lot of people which deters a lot of people but what you did, and we're gonna go back. Everything's gonna tie back into that weight loss. Okay. Everything you went through with the weight loss journey, yeah, and then the different levels you've been through has equipped you enough to deal with the things that are coming. Right. Because when you you're right, when you reach a new level, you have people that will fall off. Mm-hmm. People that will um, not necessarily try to stop you on purpose. It's just that they're not used to that version of you. Right. And so things, relationships shift. Mm-hmm. Things happen. But what you went through before, the transitions, everything that you went through in life has prepped you for what's coming because you are becoming who you're meant to become. Correct. And then the other thing you said in terms of your guest and you like to learn and Mm -hmm. 
you uh you're not sure if you're ready to teach yet or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not in a position where I want it. Let me ask you this though. Yeah. The best lessons are taught through stories. Yeah. And your story is powerful. Yep. And so if you can listen, let's say you take how old are you? 36? Yes. Your 26-year-old self listening to the story would be inspired. Correct. So think about Correct. how many other young people would yeah. be inspired by that yeah. story. So a lot of times it is the story that we tell ourselves, but when we have someone else mm-hmm. regurgitated back to us, we Correct. realize that there is a power in everything you do. And the only reason I'm able to pull it out of you is because you're the same type of person where you can see something in someone else, but since it's you, it's hard to really pull it, it out really of you. It really is, yeah. And I'm the same way. Yeah. And so I just want to encourage you that, you know, you do have that platform to be able to teach someone. Yeah. Because even you, like I said, reaching out to me with certain things of personal development, it was a shock to me that people are starting to reach out to me for it. Yeah. Because it's just me. Hey, man, people are taking notice, man. Exactly. that's beautiful. And it's the same thing with you. Yeah. So you are at that level. I will tell you that. Well, you know, it's um, now so uh, I think think what hindered me before is I wasn't fully aware of Mm -hmm. who – who I am, what my values are, mm-hmm. right? Because um, in the past, I've been, uh, I used to consider myself more of a, uh, what they call like a chameleon, right? I would mm-hmm. I would change myself to, to be a part of different groups to fit in um, because I was so unconfident with the person that I was, you know, I was that, I was that fat kid. And, and no matter what, like inside, I always felt like, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm always that, that fat, shy kid. Mm-hmm. Um, now, so... I have a better understanding of who I am as a person. Yeah. The the values that I want to instill, not only, you know, not, not only that when you, when you think of my name, Joaquin Figueroa, right. And I've always felt like that name is going to be a household name. So I have the vision. I know strong name. It's a, it is a very strong name and I used to run away from it a lot. So now that's why I'm proud to say, you know, like my name is Joaquin Figueroa. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so when you think of that name, I want that name to be associated with something powerful, with something great, right? And there's no way that I could create that if I'm creating the image of someone that I'm truly not. Mm. And most people, um, there there are a lot of people out there who who create a certain image um, for themselves. And yes, it's 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 they're successful. You know, that image has made them a lot of, uh, gotten, gotten them a lot of fame, a lot of money, um, things like that. But me personally, I can't do that. Mm -mm. You know, that's not, that's not me. I, I, I've tried, I've tried that and it did me no service. You look crazy when you try to imitate someone else's art because it's not natural to you. Right. right. You look really crazy. I've tried it in the corporate world before Yeah, thinking that success is okay. Corporate, you reach this level. And I realize it's not for me. Yeah. Like the things I'm normally confident in didn't really translate in that environment because certain things weren't me. Right. You're 100% right about the whole chameleon thing. And I've dealt with that my whole life and the insecurity because of what I wanted this part to focus on because I know where it's going. We are living our childhood a lot of the times. Correct. So the things that we have dealt with in our childhood, but we haven't really dealt with as an adult, mm-hmm. we're still reliving. A lot of my insecurities came from, A, I was always made fun of when I was younger for being dark-skinned. Okay. When I got older, the girls liked it, so that part went away. <laughs> <laughs> but um, just I didn't have a really good academic career. Like, I wasn't mm-hmm. a good student, so I always felt dumb. I always felt like I wasn't enough. So I didn't feel accepted from, you know, things that were, you know, just life in general. Mm-hmm. And so as an adult, I have to really sit there and say, okay, how was my childhood? 
what did I struggle with? Okay, then why did I struggle with it? When did it start? And then that helps shape and helps you understand actually who you are right. as a person. Now, once you understand who you are as a person, you understand how you show up and how you uh, enter the world and how you can better serve the world. Right. But I think a lot of adults are living their childhood, not realizing that they're living their childhood because they haven't dealt with a lot of different things. And being that chameleon, which you said you were mm-hmm. and I was, both stem from insecurity. Yeah. And I think that's 100%. 100% because, uh, again, like in similar to you, I didn't feel smart. Why? Because school wasn't my thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And so even like in the industry that I'm in, um, you know, am I am am I dumb? No, I am not. You know, I know that. Um, but am I like, do I know the ins and outs of like computers and, and, you know, like everything, like when it comes to like creating apps and no, no, I don't. That's not, that's not my forte. Uh, but you know, I do have the, the, the good skills that I, that I, you know, I just explained, Mm -hmm. um, where now I'm, I'm, I'm more so focusing on that part of, of who I am and, and using those to my advantages. I'm at the point now where if it doesn't, benefit me or if it doesn't hit that little thing that makes me feel good about myself for creating this thing then I, you know i don't want any part of it like that's fine um you know i will always help people who you know who feel passionate about anything that they do um you know i will show you like i will tell you like where if you really wanted me to like where you would shine, what you should probably fall back from. Mm-hmm. But if like me, for me to do something, I have to believe in it wholeheartedly. That goes back to the whole universe thing, though. When Correct. you put the things out there that you really want and you are true to yourself mm-hmm. and you know who you are and you put that out there to the universe, the things that you align with will come to you. And this is where self-awareness, personal development, whatever you want to call it, is key mm-hmm. because you just stated that you're not going to sell out. Because you know who you are. Correct. And that's something that's very important to, to know who you are, be able to tell your story. In order to be able to tell your story, you have to know who you are. Correct. You see how those th- two yeah. things link? I've had people reach out to me about a certain guest that would have come on to the show. And they would say, hey, uh, that episode, that guest really touched me because I was going through X, Y, and Z. Right. I had no clue. And didn't even know these people were listening to the sh- or were listening to the show. Yeah. That guest that was on the show went through some things before and found himself mm-hmm. and was able to tell his story right if he never found himself and if he never went through those things if he never did some deep dive and deep search yeah then those people that reached out to me would have never heard that story and they I, apparently they ended up linking up and having a conversation which was good oh that's awesome so it's really and yeah and you're saying it perfect you don't sell out but you have to know who you are is what i'm hearing from you like you yep. have to be comfortable with who you are i just i just know that i want to help people mm-hmm. in what way i i wasn't sure now it, it that that thought um evolved into a podcast you know and and you know even with people sharing their stories me sharing my story in some way yes that's going to help someone um I'm working on, um, I, I think I told you I'm working on my children's book, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that was more so because my daughter came to me and, and literally asked me um, about it, it, probably about a year or two ago, she, she asked me like, daddy, why do I have two beds? You know what I mean? So that sparked, uh, I was thinking of another children's book that I was you know, working on and that, and that totally went out the door. Hmm. Now I need to focus on this. 
Um, so that's what the children's book is about, you know, dealing with um, separation in a in a lovable way that doesn't, you know, deal with like monetary gain. Oh, you mm. know, every, everyone I ask, like what? Oh, you get two Christmases. Like, I don't want it to be about that. Right. I want it to be more so like, hey, you know, you are loved. Mm-hmm. You know, you have you have two homes, but you are loved by by both of us. And there's just more more room to grow, more room to, you know, to play. And you get more, you know, you have uh, like listing everything with with the true benefits yeah you know like you're not you're not at a you know you're 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 not completely you know forgotten about just because we found out that we're better off separate Mm -hmm. you know so that was the the idea for that um and then um it's it's pretty much that and then that put put it in my head right like what better way to help people Instead of trying to figure out a way to change someone's mind in their path, what better way to change a person than to get them, you know, than to than to instill something in their brain Mm -hmm. while their brain is developing? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So so, you know, that's another way that I'm going to help people because I have other ideas for like children's books and, you know, people I don't know what people are saying because no one would dare say that to me but you know more <laughs> right. than like, i always assume people are snickering you know when it comes to certain ideas and that's okay that's fine um i have no problem with that but but that speaks to me you yeah. know what i mean that's something that i feel like you know what i can i can do that and if i catch if i if i can like put that thought in a child's head to to use their imagination or something like the secret in a playful way where or in a loving way where I can explain that to them, they understand, and then they grow up to be someone, mm. you know, and then like really thinking back like, oh, this book, you know, I don't know what it was about this book, you know, them going back to it as, as an adult and saying like, oh, I get what this book is. And it kind of put that in my head, yeah. you know, as a child. So those are those are the little things that run through my mind all the time. Like, how can I do that? How can right. I how am I going to make an impact on this world? That's a beautiful thing. And I love the the concept of the book. And what I'm hearing that you're saying is you understand the value of teaching a young person some substance mm-hmm. versus just showing them material the material stuff. Correct. Because the material things are good. I know you probably know people too who when they were younger, their parents sort of gave them everything. Mm-hmm. But as an adult, they're lost. That was me. Right. Well, versus you have people that their parents didn't give them everything, but they've instilled great values, characters, mm-hmm. morals, and just sort of show them how certain things work in the world. Yep. And as they grow up as an adult, they're very assured of themselves. They know right. who they are. So those that the mental capacity or the mental part of instilling that in a child is great. So I think the book is actually a good idea. When I have an idea and you know people are going to look at you like you're crazy. Yeah. I think of the end result right you know what i mean right so it sort of pushes me past what they're gonna think Mm -hmm. because i know i'm gonna get there and if i know i'm gonna get there i know i just need to go straight and when i go straight i'm gonna go through these little hurdles but if i keep going straight i'm gonna get there anyway so think about those end results and it tends to help me out but no one likes to really deal with critics so i understand that it's not the easiest thing to do right but sometimes when you know you just know right yeah and and you have to you have to 
no one is going to tell you anything like even people in the motivational space like every everyone that that is um helping others like they're 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 saying the things that are true to them and that resonates with people but no one is going to say anything um like you know as impactful as something that you can tell yourself in realization. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that you, you meditate. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I did meditate for a while and I, I was explaining to you how, how I, I really so deeply need to get back into it. Um, because like a lot of like the, that whole thought process came from at the time when, um, when yes, I was, I was going up to, to, to Cobbs Hill, which, uh, for those of you who aren't from, from the Rochester, New York area, it's just a, it's a serene place where you could just sit there is it's high up. So you have a nice view of the city, mm-hmm. you know, someplace that's just beautiful in nature because that was just my spot. And I would sit there and I would just lay there with my eyes closed taking in the sounds of just everything around me. And then after a while, and I didn't realize like, that's what I'm doing. You know what I mean? I just kind of fell into it. Um, And then I would take that time right afterward to, to read a book. Um, that's when I did most of my reading. I did the, the think and grow rich. That's when I, like, I was really soaking it in because I took that time to really empty out my mind even though I didn't know that that's what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I also took that time to write things down. Um, mm. Sometimes it was ideas. Sometimes it was, you know, some things like, you know, a book idea or something like that. Sometimes if I had nothing to write down, I just wrote. Mm-hmm. And I would just write and write and write. And sometimes it, it made no sense. And sometimes I'm like, oh, well, you know, like, whoa, that was in the back of my mind, you know. And it was um, always like something deep and, and uh, insightful. Um, so, you know, I, I desperately now I don't have that balance because I'm like pulled in so many different areas that I'm, that I was using that excuse as like, oh, I don't have the time to to sit here and do, but you know what, if I make the time, I have that time. Uh, and, and you speaking with you, that kind of put that thought in my head now. So yeah. this morning I did a little bit of, of meditation and start, start my day. Feel pretty on. good. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, it's, it's definitely something that I think we need to do. And, and especially having a mantra, um, you know, to, to just say to yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and at first it feels weird. It does. And I'll, I'll be the first to tell you, like, it does feel weird at first, but as you keep going, you know, you start to believe it more oh, and gosh. more yourself. And then and then you activate the reticular uh, activation yeah. system. It's just like a liar. If they lie a lot and they say the same lie, they're going to believe it. Yeah, exactly. So why not go on the positive route? Correct, correct. And, you know, and the, the more you tell yourself this, the more you believe it, and the more you believe it, that adds the fuel to mm-hmm. actually propel you towards, you know, those things that you actually truly want because you wrote these things down because they are important to you. Yeah. You know, to those values are important to you. So you might as well start telling yourself that, hey, these are my values and I know this and I need to live my life in this way. Um, because before you've, you and, and even if you start now, don't think that it's something that you're going to do and it's going to be instantaneous because you have to realize, like, no matter how old you are, like me, I'm 36. Right. So I spent before before I even got to my 30s where I lost some weight. Right. That was a good 30 years of really bad habits that I've built up. It took you 30 years to lose it 100 took pounds. Me, well, it took me 30 years to really build up all of those bad habits. Mm-hmm. Now, are those habits gone? No. I'll tell you that firsthand because that's that's the up and down, right? 
that's where we have to apply discipline. Mm -hmm. Um, Because although you lost that habit at first, or at least you thought you did, those bad habits will always lie dormant because Mm -hmm. you can't lose a habit. You can just not entertain that habit. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? But you won't lose it. The second that you start feeding that bad habit, guess what? Oh, now it's now you're feeding it it's growing and it's harder to kick that habit again yeah so so we need to uh we need to understand that that those bad habits are a part of you and the more that you realize like hey i i can't feed these bad habits because if i feed this bad habit it's going to turn into the monster that you know that it was mm-hmm. when i felt like it was taking over my life right so so we need that discipline to teach us like hey like you know I can't do that because it could lead to this and I've been there and I don't want that. Right. You know? And I'm that that's, you know, one of the lessons that I've learned in this whole progress because I'm like, oh, I'm you know, I lost this weight. Like now I'm identifying myself as this like truly like skinny fit person, you know? And then I start feeding some of the other habits because that's another thing that people are gonna do. They're gonna tell you, hey, you've like you've gotten to where you're where, where you are. You can feed, you know, you can eat that piece of cake. You can, you can do this. Bit. Yeah, you can yeah. cheat a little bit, right? So I'm here to tell you right now, like, that's why now I'm not as thin as I was. You know, I know that that I catch myself. So I'm using it to, to like, bulk up. That's what, I, you know, that's what I, I tell myself. But but I know, like, I can't, I can't do all of the sweets. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I can't do all of these things. Because I'm feeding that habit. Right. And if I continue to feed that habit, guess what? I'm putting myself on another path to go right back to the point where I was a pre-diabetic, mm-hmm. pre-hypertension, you know, because that that although that was in the past, that can also be in your future. Wow. So, you know, so what what you feed today, like the the habits that you feed today are gonna be, you know, the the end result. And if you don't want that bad end result, then do not feed those bad habits because they mm. are there and it will feel just as bad as it did prior to you making that change. You know mm. what I mean? If not worse, because now on top of you, you know, falling back into those bad habits. Now you have the guilt that you were out of that habit and now you're back into it and everyone associated with you being this person and, you know, preaching like, hey, be healthy. You know what I mean? I'm, and I'm just speaking on my particular uh, situation. Hey, you know, you you're preaching all of this healthy stuff and now, you know, you've gained some weight. Um, you know, so now there's, there's that guilt Mm -hmm. and then you put yourself into a position where now you're not, you know, um, you're not holding yourself accountable for these things. So that was the lesson that I recently learned with, with gaining some weight back and and like beating myself up and mentally like telling myself like, dude, you know, for lack of a better word, um, can we curse on? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So for lack of a better word, cut the shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you need to, you need to, you need to just. Stop it. You need to figure it out. You need to go get past what you need and you need to find that balance that's and you a need life to get lesson. your hell out of here. You know? Yeah. That's a life lesson. And it's rare that a guest comes on and makes me really sit there and try to dissect something that you just said. Mm-hmm. So you said habits never go away, they lie dormant. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting here as you were saying it, and you probably can tell like I was sort of drifting. I was trying to figure out what that meant. And then you start talking about your weight again. Mm-hmm. And then me being a, as a former trainer, that makes so much sense. It does. So you're right. 
Habits don't die. They just lie dormant. So let me break that down a little bit. Mm-hmm. When you lose weight, right, and then you start eating again, it's easier to gain weight again after Correct. that. Correct. Or if you gain weight and then you lose a little bit, it's still easier to gain weight again. Right. This is why. Your body has a certain number of fat cells. Mm-hmm. Let's hypothetically say you start out with two fat cells and okay. way more than that, but hypothetically two fat cells. Right. You gain weight. Those two multiply. Now you have four. Mm-hmm. You gain weight. Those four multiply. Now you have eight. Yep. Okay. Let's lose some weight now. All right. I'm losing weight. You still have eight fat cells. Yep. They just shrink. You never go back to the two. Nope. So if you feed that habit, those eight balloon and now the eight become 16. Correct. And that 16 becomes 32. Okay. I'm going to lose weight again, or I'm going to stop this bad habit. Now you still have 32 fat cells or just yep. smaller. So you're yep. 100% right. I never really thought about it like that. Yep. That was mm-hmm. that was pretty deep. And not only that, but, um, you know, like like if you have a sweet tooth, the sweet mm-hmm. tooth doesn't go away. You just built up a healthy habit of saying no to that, you know? And and I found that when I was, wasn't allowing myself any sweets, mm-hmm. if someone came across me and was like, hey, would you like some of this? I was okay with, nah, I'm okay. You know, I'm, I'm good. But as I um, started feeding, you know, into the sweets a little bit more, you know, adding a little bit of sugar to my coffee, things like that. What happens now? You know what I mean? Like now when someone pulls out that piece of cake, it's not as easy to say no. You're like, you find yourself like, oh, well, you know, because now you, you know, that sweet tooth never went away. It's Mm -hmm. still there. You just weren't feeding it. And your brain was already in the point of like, no, like that's like, no, we're not doing that. Mm -hmm. But as you, and, and, and like to tie this into anything else in life, you know what I mean? Like, those past thoughts that you've had, like to be lazy, you know, to to sit on the couch and watch TV or play video games or whatever it may be like, yeah, like now, no, you don't focus on that. You built up the better habits of reading a book, you know, of meditating, of working on projects, things like that. But what happens is, is then you feed a little bit more into if you were into it in the first place, like if you were obsessed with TV in the first place and you kick that habit and then you start playing in with, oh, well, you know, let me let me watch this show. Oh, well, I'm going to watch another episode. Oh, well, now I'm now I'm on the couch, you know, and, you know, I have this project that's due. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now it's harder for you to say, hey, I'm going to focus on this project because you've been giving into that TV. Mm-hmm. So it can tie into so many other things. So, you know, even even if you never dealt with weight loss or anything like that, you have to take a look at the the bad habits that you've had over the years that you've possibly overcome um, and do not feed those habits. You know what I mean? Because that one piece of cake can spiral you, you know, uh, in, in, in a direction that you never even knew. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I would even say figure out why that bad habit is correct. a bad habit. Because yes. sometimes, okay, for, for instance, mm-hmm. sweets. The people that love sweets, and I'm a, I love sweets, <laughs> but some people love sweets because it's a coping mechanism for X, Y, and Z. Boredom, right? Yep. Boredom, Whatever or let's say, be. let's say they've gone through, a, you know, had a hard day at work. They love to snack. So figuring mm-hmm. out why that habit is your bad habit would also help you too, because now you can say, all right, I can put a stopping mechanism or a coping mechanism in place of that. Right. Okay, I had a bad day at work. <clears throat> Normally, I would eat sweets. So my coping coping mechanism is something else. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm going to go to the gym, something in between a buffer. Right. So knowing why that bad habit is, and that goes back to personal development, knowing you, mm-hmm. right? So let me ask you this. A couple of questions um, 
before we go, mm-hmm. the I want to go back to the meditation part. Okay. Because you touched on that. Okay. The whole, and people probably have heard me say this plenty of times, the whole reason that this company started is because I was meditating for a while and then the answers came to me. Mm. I shut down all the noise. I got quiet. I said my mantras, everything, and the answers came to me. You were on a hill, quiet, away from distractions, and things started happening. Right. The other thing that is very similar is I started writing things down. You wrote things down. So when you meditate, I feel like meditation or prayer, whatever you want to, however you want to call it, I feel like that's you telling the universe what you really want. Mm-hmm. And then writing things down is the same form of communication. A lot of times when we just think about things and we're thinking about it and we're watching TV and we're thinking about it and we're scrolling and we're thinking about it and we're doing other things, that's not really you getting the message out there because there's so many other distractions. So that message is going in different directions. Correct. But when you sit down in that quiet space, when you sit down and get within yourself, because we're, we are here, we're part of something bigger. Mm-hmm. But you tap into that when you meditate or pray and get into that quiet space. And the thing that you're, I always will say, the thing that you're looking for in life is always in front of you. You're just too distracted to see it. Correct. You have to get quiet. Correct. And, I, and, and I'm glad you said that. You were on a hill, you were meditating, you wrote things down, and things just started happening for you. Right. And, and nowadays it's really easy to get distracted. And I'll tell you firsthand, um, again, I'm not in a position where, you know, I don't like to lie to anybody. So like right now, I'm at a position where I'm finding myself very distracted by like uh, certain things because because of the podcast, because me wanting like being obsessed with those numbers. Those are those are like the <laughs> you know, like those are the the, the cues right now yeah. that are, you know, triggering, you know, something for me. Um, what happens now is I me posting that up and me making sure that I have content. Um, you know, I was obsessed with that for a little bit there and now I find myself um, scrolling, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? On Instagram, on Facebook, whatever it may be. And I'm, and I'm mindlessly scrolling. So um, now, I'll admit to it too. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, it was something where I've always been like kind of active with that stuff. And even back in the days with like AOL, I used to wait to come home and you yeah. know, log on. Yep. Um, but it is something that I need to, you know, take control of. Mm-hmm. I need to figure out ways to, detach myself away from from my phone yeah um because you know we we do it you know we do it because we think like oh there's something there waiting for me Mm -hmm. there's not right you know there's not chances are there's there's no message waiting there and you know what it can wait um you know you can you can take out one hour a day where you know lock your phone for those specific apps for an hour you know whatever give someone else make someone else you know put in a code um but bring it down to maybe maybe an hour. It's mm-hmm. on every phone. You can do it. Screen share or, or uh, whatever whatever it's called. Uh, but you can lock you, you can lock those applications mm-hmm. out. That's that's what I'm trying for now. The problem is, is I know the code. So yeah. you know, when I really want to get in there, like I like, like you I, made I, the, I know this. You code. made the code. <laughs> yeah. So you're like, okay, well uh, I know the code is. So yeah. I'm open it. So I just got the idea. You know, I'm gonna give my fiance like, hey, give me you know like put put a code in here and don't tell me what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, and she's good with that. She won't remember. Okay. <laughs> what it uh but um but i'm thinking that's like that's just one way and the more i can block myself from certain things like that and the obsession of you know um 
of scrolling, mindless scrolling that isn't teaching me anything. It's actually there you go. It's actually not teaching me anything, but it's making me more insecure because a lot of the things that I follow are either, you know, people, local people who are, you know, who only post up their successes, never the They get a bunch of likes over something. Exactly. That's not, yeah. Exactly. And you know, and I'm just like, oh, but I want to be, you know, like I it, it, it creates envy. It creates um, you know, anger sometimes. Uh because if someone, you know, writes something stupid on your on your thing, you want to come back and you want to be angry yep. about it. Or it just creates uh, you know, a situation where you didn't you didn't learn anything, you didn't do anything, it actually held you away from like a, a project that you needed to do. Yeah. So so that's that's like the 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 thing that I'm trying to overcome right now. And um the reason why I tell you this, like I'm completely honest when it comes to like the things that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. Because I never like to portray myself as someone who is perfect mm. um, because I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. We all have our downfalls. And to anyone that's listening, you know, it's OK that you are not perfect. They're laying out these things to make you feel like everyone is perfect. But you know what? Everyone is broken in one way or another. Everybody. Everyone is 100%. broken. percent. In one way or another, and the beauty in knowing that you're broken is you wouldn't be able to pick up your pieces and put yourself together again unless you admit to yourself mm-hmm. that you are broken and that there is something wrong. So admit to yourself, you know, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to say, hey, this is what I'm going through because you may find someone around you that has gone through it and would not share that story until you came out and, st- and said that. And yeah. not only that, but I, I'm a true believer in, you know, um, giving people my authentic self for the most part. Um, that's another thing that I'm working on, like letting my authentic self come out more so on my podcast. And I feel like I'm closer than I was when I first started it. Mm-hmm. Um, because people will always support you if they know you as a person and they have a personal investment in who you are as a person, right? They're like, that's why we, we watch all of the rocks movies. That's why like people like Will Smith are, you know, so captivating to me. Um, but it's because, uh, those people I'm invested in their, their actual personality, the the personality that, that they allow us to see and, you know, the good things that they've done where I truly believe that they're such a good person that that movie could be total shit, you know, but you know what? I'm going to go watch it because I love the rock. Yeah. You know what I mean? I love Will Smith. Yeah. So I'm going to go watch Gemini, man, no matter how much they said it sucked. You know, listen, I'm about to, I I was about to rent it today, to be honest. But hopefully he's good. No, I I watched it. It was, I I enjoyed it. Okay. You know what I mean? So I don't listen to things like that. But you know what? At the same time, it's, you know, like whatever that man puts out, I'm emotionally invested in that because, because I've seen so much of his personality Mm -hmm. and, and the things that, you know, the motivational stuff that he puts out there and, you know, his, everything seems so genuine that I can, can relate. I can relate relate to him. I can relate to both of them. Mm -hmm. And the things that they do like that, that warm my heart makes me want to support them no matter what they do. Right. You know what I mean? So, so that's what I truly believe. Like the more real that I could be and letting people know, like, no, I am not perfect. You know, I'm not always going to be shredded, you know, and that's okay. That is okay. Um, 
And it's okay that you are not perfect. Mm -hmm. Someone needs to tell you that and you need to hear that. You need to realize that you knowing that you are not perfect is, you know, is a superpower in itself because you have the power to change that because now you are being real with yourself and saying, this is my flaw. How can I change this flaw? Mm -hmm. You know? So and I've been open and honest on on this podcast. Like mm-hmm. I've always struggled with a temper. That was my thing. Like yeah. a huge temper. And you're right. Being um open, being vulnerable, actually being vulnerable is really important because a lot of people that go through things mm-hmm. and they go through things in secret, mm-hmm. they can't break out of it. Number one, but there's no one for them to turn to because they don't know who else is going through it because they haven't opened it up. Correct. Opened up about it. Correct. And so some of the episodes I had that were very powerful episodes, uh, a couple people that dealt with alcohol addiction or relationship mm-hmm. issues. I've had people reach back out to me because of those people. They told their stories. They were open and honest. And just the vulnerability of their story is, you know what? The, the most important thing I think people need to realize, too, is what you see in terms of a celebrity or, or what do they call it? Um, influencer. Yep. They're human. Like, they're people. They I One thing that really bothers me is if you, in any job, someone sees the CEO walk by. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, that's the CEO. Let me, let me, you know, make sure I'm, 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 I look really good or talk to them in a certain way. Yep. They're, they're people. Like, they people are. are people. They are. No one's perfect. Like, they still have to put one leg in and the other leg in when they get up. No one, they still use the bathroom. No one is perfect. And I think the more you realize that, the more you are okay with admitting your own faults. Right. The right. issue is everyone is so scared to admit their faults because they see things and they perceive certain people as arrived or made it. Right. Like they're not human. Right. But everybody is human. The great equalizer of humanity is death. Correct. Everyone's human. Everyone bleeds. There's no, I'm not a robot. No one's a robot. You're not a robot. Mm-hmm. But when you realize that, I think you start to realize, okay, it's okay for me to be me. Exactly. I think that's a big, um, and, and I'm glad that nowadays- People are speaking about it mm-hmm. because that's a big uh, that's a big thing within within us men. Mm-hmm. Right. Where we are taught to be tough. Like, no, don't say that. You know, like, don't stop crying. Right. You know what I mean? Like, hold that in. Um, we need to stop doing that. We need to recognize when something is wrong and we need to be able to talk to someone about it. And we need to get past that point. You know what I mean? And like you, you're people are just too hard for the world nowadays. You know what I mean? And it's, and it's been a problem even more so like that I can see like in my father, you know, Mm -hmm. like that's instilled in the people, you know, it's a generational um, thing. Yeah. Yeah. That were well before me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now we're living in a different situation. We're living in a different world. You don't have to be that, Mm -hmm. that tough. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, those are, those are my realizations. Those are things that, that I like to, you know, talk about and think about all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, no, I'm not, I'm not too good for, for anything, you know? So those are, those are my truths and I will always, I will always stick to it. And if I have a problem with something, just, you know, say it, um, I'm learning to be more of that person. Mm. And if people feel like maybe it's a tough pill to swallow, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. Sometimes it is, mm-hmm. you know, but you need to swallow that pill in order to to take in its benefits. Right. You know? And yeah, and I think you're right in, in terms of um men in general. Mm-hmm. And when we actually should do like a men's retreat or something like that. That'd be great. Uh, yeah. I think it's a good idea because the the men I've come across, the ones that are most open are the ones that make me feel most comfortable with me being me. Mm-hmm. Because you don't have to put on a facade of everything's always good. I'm I'm tough. I can I can deal with everything. Right. 
But you learn to deal with everything and you learn to grow as a person with help of with the help of other people. Correct. And you can't always expect to know everything because you will mess everything up. Yeah. Let so. me let me let me explain something to you guys. I don't care how much you think you know. You don't know everything. Oh no. <laughs> you if you knew everything, I, I yeah. mean that would be I don't know. We're not all Elon Musk. Right. Yeah, and he even he's messed up so many times. <laughs> oh, yes, he, you know what I mean? He like that. Know everything. Yeah, he's 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 uh gotten in his own way, but uh yeah, definitely listen. Uh let everyone know where they can reach you at, where they can see your podcast, everything. Uh yeah, so you can uh follow my podcast. I don't have any videos out right now, but you can listen to it on Apple Podcasts. I'm on Spotify, um Breaker, there's a few uh Google Podcasts. Pretty much wherever you can listen to podcasts, it's called The Asylum Podcast. Um, you can, you know, see my face on the cover there. Um, you can follow the IG. Uh, it's just Asylum Pod at Asylum Pod. Um, and then I have uh, I, I keep that one a little bit separate from my personal one, which is, which is uh, at MJS underscore Asylum, I believe it is. Um, uh, but that one, I you know, I have that's where I put stuff up that with my kids and everything. Um, and then on Facebook, I'm just walking a Figueroa. Um, so please, yeah, follow me, add me, you know, if you took anything away from, from anything that I've said, I really appreciate you and, um, you know, having me on the show. And, uh, it's the first time I really gotten a chance to explain my story and really get in depth with, uh, you know, my views and things like that. Um, because my show is generally about the other person. So, <laughs> well, listen, I, I thank you for reaching out to me. Thank you for being a guest and thank you for being honest and open, to be honest um with coming on the podcast and and i also really want to thank you for not being too i don't want to say big time but looking at everything as a competition because you know when you grow up in an area that is not like a huge major city Mm -hmm. people look at everything as competition so if i'm doing the same thing you are i'm not talking to you because you're my competition i'm glad that we can work together yeah because when you realize those that succeed with certain uh things in life there's a group of people that succeed. Correct. It's not just them. Correct. And that's why I'm so I'm, I'm happy that you actually asked me to come on there because I have reached out to other podcasters and stuff like that. And not necessarily saying that, you know, I, I don't know how they felt about it, but, you know, they weren't so uh, they would they would express that it's, you know, it's cool to. Yeah, maybe we could do something, but never really expressed like mm. that interest in and in, in making the connection. And it's OK. That's perfectly fine. Uh, because I'd like to be known as a person that, you know what, we're not in competition. I can help you. Mm-hmm. You can help me in, in so many different ways. You open my eyes to like the conferences and, and the things that have, you know, helped you, uh, with looking at certain things. Exposure, so yeah, yep. exposure. So people, you know, like not everyone is your, is your enemy. And if in there, if they're in the same space and they want to look at you as an enemy, you know, that's, that's perfectly fine, but keep your arms open because you never know, man. Networking is, uh, is the thing. Um, you, you never know who you're going to meet. You're never going to know the, the friendships that you would build mm. from just being open, um, and honest and just like, Hey, and welcoming, inviting, mm-hmm. you know, these are all great things. So I will always be like that. So if you ever need anything, you know, if you ever, uh, you know, need any kind of advice that I may be able to give, um, please just, yeah, let me I want to know how you I'm speak here. so well. That's what I'm trying to figure <laughs> out, but, uh, definitely no, thank you for coming on and, uh, I look forward to your continued success. Now, and, and like I say, and I don't just say that, you know, they, they hear me say it a lot of times on the podcast, but I feel like we're going to do a lot of work together. Yeah. 
And if you do hear me say that a lot in the podcast, it's because I vet the guests, right. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, so I did look at a lot of your stuff before uh, you even reached out to me. That That's just how I am. I want to make sure it's the right fit. So I definitely yeah, thank you awesome. for coming on. And uh, if you have nothing else, then we are out. No. Hey, follow the uh, the Asylum podcast. Uh, continue to listen to Versatile Success. Um, and, you know, if if you took anything away from either one of us, please just, uh, you know, refer to your friends and family and uh, write reviews for this. Please man. reviews. Yes, reviews please write reviews for this man, because I can see, um, you know, what he's doing is amazing. And, um, you know, he making all the right moves. So this is definitely going to take off. Likewise, know. likewise. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the end of the show. And uh, peace. Peace. Remember, personal development is the bedrock that you will build your foundation on. Keep striving to do more, have more, and become more. Visit us at versatilesuccess.com and let's start your journey.